Hello and welcome to Double Take. I'm Jess. And I'm Jenny. And today's episode is our top 10 shows of 2022. We're ranking them and you're listening. Our top 10 TV shows. So Jenny, do you know how many TV shows you watched this year? No, because I should have looked that up. You don't keep a spreadsheet? I sort of do, but not as much as you do. (laughs) I think my number was 95. I tried not to count, like, if I watched two seasons of the same show in one year, Mm. I didn't count it. So I think I'm at 95. And those are not all... 2022 new shows those are like you know that also counts me watching like below deck from five years ago Mm. but for the purposes of today's episode and our ranking lists we're only ranking shows that came out in 2022 i should have looked this up i feel like now i lean on our newsletter to see what i've watched but you're right i don't always write about what i've watched so like i know i've watched at least 60 shows but definitely more than that the spreadsheet is an a plus idea (laughs) I highly recommend. Okay. So just for the folks at home, just for some context, we will be ranking, like I said, shows that came out this year that that were new this year. We're also including shows that weren't brand new but had new seasons. So like neither of us have this on our lists, but Stranger Things season four came out this year. That could have been an option. But Stranger Things as a whole is not what we're ranking. We're ranking the season itself. Does that make sense, Jenny? It does make sense. I do have a question, though, because I feel like I will think of it in conjunction with the whole series. Like, if season four is fine, but the way that it wraps up the series as it is as a whole, if that's, like, excellent, I might yeah, notch sure. it up a little, a couple. No, that's fair. It's not like, it doesn't have to be that the season itself was, like, the best season of the show right. or the best season as as- compared to anything else. But like, if the season sucked, right? If it's it, not going to be on your list. I think if it didn't detract from the season, from the series, and the series is already one of my favorites, that might kind of automatically bump it into my list. Mm. Um, I feel like sense. I need to make a disclaimer about mine before we start because I think you are better at actually ranking things than I am. Like you have, I mean, you said you had a little bit of trouble with your top five, but I had trouble with the entire ten. I was like, I know these ten are maybe my favorites, but I have no idea what order they what? go in. You definitely know that like your number one is better than your number ten. Or that I liked it better. That's the thing. I'm like, is it shows that I thought were better it's for subjective. everyone? I mean, it's no, subjective. No, 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 no. But... These are our top tens. You know what? I actually I get really annoyed about people's end of the year lists. I've like I looked at a lot of people's end of the year like movies and TV show lists mm-hmm. in the last like three weeks, and I get annoyed when they try to be like the these critics. were the best objectively shows because mm-hmm. then everyone's list is the same. Yeah, and they include shows that no one actually liked. Only or the ones well, that are I like critically with movies, acclaimed, but still, yeah. yeah, like critically acclaimed. Well, like I'm sorry, but sometimes the critically acclaimed stuff is not as good as the pure fun, yes, fluffy stuff. I did try. So that's the other thing. It's objective, but also based on like what mood I'm in on any particular day. So I tried mm. to, as I made my list, I wrote it down in a bunch of different configurations, and then I went from the bottom, and I was like, okay, do I like this show better than I like? Would I want to watch this right now more than I would want to watch oh. this? And then I did that. Oh, so it's what a sort weird of way to do that. I, listen, <laughs> okay. No, I guess I mean I don't know how I do it. I just think about. Oh, you know, I think how I do it is would I recommend this show? To but 10 that, out of 10 people. Like, it, okay. would I recommend this to everyone I know? I mean, to be fair, there's going to there's gonna be times where, like, I toward... know a show isn't right for somebody. Right. But, like, in general, would I go around being like, I love the show, I love the show, no caveats. That's my number one show. Mm. My number one 10 show is probably like, yeah, I would recommend the show to, like, some of my friends. But, like, it's not the best show I saw this year, no caveats. Okay. I still think that gives a little bit of a, like, that means that you're being biased towards shows that are more universally likable. 
But but well, I think that's, that's how fine. I mean. It. Okay. I mean, like, would I stand by this show? I'm not saying I would recommend. Like, that's what I'm saying. Is I wouldn't think about this as like I would recommend this for this person, knowing that they would like it. It's more like if somebody just asked me what were the best shows I watched mm. this year, like. What is the first one I would say? What would you what not is the be second one I would say? say? No, not that. I know, I'm kidding. We okay. I wonder if any of mine are embarrassing now that you say that. Anyways, We're let's get into it. Jump into it. So, if you recall the last time we did a ranking episode, which mm-hmm. was what our Halloween. Yes. Sp- oh, is our spooky favorite spooky things? Spooky did movies we do and TV one shows. For no, we did movies? not do okay. holiday movies, but. In the same vein of that one, we're going to do 10 to 1, and we're going to alternate. So I'll do 10, Jenny will do 10, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. We have not seen each other's lists. Did, no. I, did I tell you my number one, though? No, but I heard one because you were talking about someone's comment about I gave show, an example. But I don't okay. know if what So I think we each know, was. like, one of the shows on our lists. But we I haven't seen... Yeah, yeah, we haven't seen the lists. I think guessing is fun. Mm-hmm. So that's part of why we don't look at our lists ahead of time. But we're going to start with number 10. Uh, Jenny, Somewhat, would you like to start? Or? No, you can go for it. Okay. Somewhat rapid fire? Not rapid rapid fire, we're gonna, but like... We're going to try to... We always say we're going to try to be quick. We're going to attempt to be quick. All right. Uh, so my number 10th show of the year is Minx, mm. which was on HBO Max, starring Jake Johnson from New Girl. It was recently canceled by HBO Max, uh, tragically, after they'd already a- renewed... Like, they were almost finished filming the second season. Yeah, that's so dumb. I'm afraid that canceled shows might be a little bit of a trend on these lists which is yeah that truly tragic i mean to be fair most people thought mix like all i saw was public outroar uh, outrage (laughs) outrage outrage when mix was canceled like got it yeah i think everyone was mad i don't understand what hbo max is doing right now well they're trying to save money it's a shit show over there but uh yeah anyways if you don't know what mix is about it's sort of like a fictionalized uh version of kind of True event based on true events, somewhat, but it's about a uh, what do you call it? And and a not safe for work magazine. <laughs> it's like Playboy, but but for, for women. women. Yep. Uh, and it's it has that angle of like women's rights, like women's independence, sexual liberation. But it's also really funny. Mm-hmm. I just I like I was so surprised how funny and original and just like fun to watch it was. I was so excited for the second season. Jake Johnson did say that they will be finishing the production of the second season, and I think they're going to try to shop it around to yeah, other networks. Some other I think someone service. will pick it up because I hope so. I saw it on other people's top ten lists too. Like it's a genuinely good show. They are taking it off HBO Max entirely though, so at the time of posting oh this, I don't know for sure if it will be on HBO Max. But if you haven't seen it, look out for it in the future. I guess. Yeah, I'm it's kinda, such a bummer. I'm kind of bummed because so this is not on my list anywhere, and that is only because I have not seen the full first season. Because mm-hmm. you told me about it, I reviewed it. I was really excited, and then I was like, okay, I, I watched the first two episodes, and I was like, she's right, this is really cool. I like it a lot. I'm excited to watch more, but because we have to review television, yeah, every it's week. on your list to go back to. Exactly, and so now I feel like I have to go back to it right now. Oh, you have it goes like away. days, like potentially three. Okay. I actually don't know when they're taking it off, but All right, they well, didn't say. Today might be a binge day for me. It's but so I, I approve. I think that's a good Thank show you. to have in your life. Thank you for approving. Absolutely. Um, my top 10, this is the thing. Okay. I feel weird about this one, but I would have feel, felt even weirder not including it because it was fun to watch. Is Rings of Power. Ah. The Lord of the Rings prequel. And listen, I didn't rate this super highly, but I do feel like it's one of the shows that I watched this year that is clear in my mind as I watched the whole thing I had fun watching it I watched it with Carter my boyfriend and the production is great and I'm like glad to have Lord of the Rings stuff back in my life and that's why it's on my list but it's at the very bottom if you don't know what Rings of Power is I just mentioned it's a prequel to Lord of the Rings um 
when Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. And it's like the the creation of the rings that are the focal point of, oh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, I honestly didn't even know that's what that was about. Yeah. I haven't anyway. seen it, obviously. Yeah, so I had my qualms with it, but it is on my list. I enjoyed it. I like fantasy. It it, it made it on my list. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I kept saying I was going to watch it, and then I didn't because I don't really like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Not- I don't really dislike it. I just don't care about it. Every time I watch the movies, yeah. I'm like, okay, <laughs> these are fine. I don't want to rewatch these ever again. Yeah. And then for some reason I do. And then again, I'm like, yeah, that's enough. Yeah, I don't feel the same way, but that is yeah. why. <laughs> I know. Most of my friends are like big Lord of the Rings fans. I get, we've talked about this before on this podcast, but I understand your qualms with the battles. Just, like, it's all it. a battle. Yeah. It's one big battle. I would prefer it if that were shorter, a smaller yeah. part of the thing. And I know, yeah, anyway, we it's, can. Oh, yeah, we, <laughs> we can talk can about that TV show another time. I have more questions. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do my ninth Please place do. one. I don't even know if you're going to know what this one is, actually. If I don't, what I don't the know. show is? Yeah. Okay, so my ninth show is The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, I haven't seen it, but I know the show. Because I didn't know, because I reviewed it once. So you. And also, it was like, it's Adam Devine. Like, I know when oh, it okay, came out, that got it. some hype. Yeah. I had never really heard of it until actually. So, this is this is probably an embarrassing. I don't know if it's an embarrassing fact. <laughs> it might be. You won't be surprised to know that I heard about the show uh, via Joe Jonas's Instagram. No way. Because uh, he, he was in an episode of it randomly. Was he good? Yeah, it, he was, like, being Joe Jonas. Like, he was, like, himself. Oh, I see. Um, cameo. Of- yeah, and it was just, like, sort of, like, a funny cameo or whatever. But he posted about being in it on his Instagram to be, like, thanks for letting me on the show. And I was, like, I would like to watch Joe Jonas in whatever this Camp is. Camp Rock Part 4? Yes, sign me up. So I still, yeah, obviously, I still like him um, from my younger him. years. But I didn't know what the show was. I'd never heard of it. And it was season two. And I was, like, how is it a season two of a show I've never heard of? And it's just, it's on HBO Max. I feel like it's like very is it though? under. Is it still? Yeah, this one actually is okay. uh, still, but you know, who's to say it could change any day. Uh, I feel like people don't really know about it or just haven't watched it if they do know about it. So I knew about it when it came out um, a couple of, so like the Armchair Expert podcast, they, I feel like they talk often uh, okay. about shows that they're watching just in the periphery of their actual interviews. And they... One, they interviewed someone, I think, for, like that was on Righteous Gemstones and talked about it. I think they mm. interviewed Adam Devine. Oh, okay. And so they were really hyping it up. You never... Sometimes I don't know if it's like, well, they're interviewing the person. They've got to say that the show's really yeah. good. But the but Dak Shepard was really like, Righteous Gemstones is one of my favorite it's shows. It's so kind of good. I know. I guess I, I just said stuff about the show, but didn't actually describe the plot or why I like it. Mm. Uh, it's basically a satire of the people who run like mega churches. Like televangelists? Yeah. So the yeah. idea is like, you know... It's a pretty obvious satire. It's like they're holy, supposedly, and then really bad behind the scenes. Like you see all the like yeah. the bad stuff that they're getting into, illegal stuff, et cetera. But it's so funny. It is like it. The satire is funny, but like just the show itself is so funny. And they have so many great comedians in it, just like comedy actors. Adam Devine, obviously. Who's the dad? He's the really famous guy. Um, that, like, talks and he plays Sully. Voice. Yes, in Monsters Inc. That's the voice I was thinking That's, that's his name. Mike Folks. No. Uh, um, yeah, this is going to be one of those times where people are like yelling at us. They know his name and we don't we'll know his name. We'll look it up later. But oh, there's a bunch of people in it. Probably like faces you'd recognize before you'd recognize their names. If you've seen other Danny McBride comedies, he always uses the same mm. like crop of actors. I don't particularly like Danny McBride comedies. I wouldn't say that's like my cup of tea. name a few? Uh, he did Eastbound and Down. He did Vice Principals. Okay. Um... I don't know the like episodes I've seen of those. Actually, I've seen all of Vice Principals. 
it's the same sort of humor, but for some reason it works so much better in The Righteous Gemstones for me than it does. All of the things aligned for you in it's this It's just so good. It's just so funny, and it's, like, an interesting plot. It's not just, like, it's not just a sitcom. It is a comedy, like, that has a plot that runs through it, and I just love it. I just think it's, like, it's not for everyone, but it's really funny. Is it Book of Mormon-esque in its humor, or just because it's also religious? It's related? way more, like, raunchy okay. than... Book of Mormon. I'd say like Book of Mormon is it's similar, I guess, in the sense that it's sort of like poking fun at religion. But mm. I'd say the Righteous Gemstones is much more a sharp satire. Like you know, because these people are supposed to be the figureheads of religion and they're making millions and millions of dollars. This is very much a like, let's sort of take these people down. Mm-hmm. Not and it's not a documentary. It's you know what I'm saying though. A Somewhat fictional version. Up. Like yeah, but like let's Let's sort of expose mm-hmm. the the hypocrisy here mm-hmm. via comedy. Got it. And it's something new. Like, you know, anybody who has a critical thought about <laughs> televangelists and megachurches have already had these thoughts before. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Just to say that it's not a particularly original satire, I guess. But I think the way they do it is just really fun to watch and funny. Nice. I will maybe check it out. It, for some reason, it just has never made it on my, like, to watch no, list. No, that's fair. Like I said, I, like, was avoiding it because I was like, well, I didn't know about it. And then I heard Joe Jonas was on it. And then I was like, oh, it's a Danny McBride comedy. I'm not going to like mm-hmm. it. But then Matt had seen it. And he was like, oh, no, like, I really like it. And I was like, oh, I guess I'll try it because mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of shows, like, we watch together. Mm-hmm. And then I was so surprised that I liked it. I like, thought for nice. sure it was just going to be, like, a show Matt liked that I was going to pretend to like. Nice. Or not pretend to like. But put, put up like, with. Put yeah, up yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, okay, my nine is a different sort of realm, but it's made for love. Um, <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> what is that? Fancy? That's so fun. I didn't realize you liked that so much. Oh yeah, I love new, I So, okay, the other thing about this is that I think I've watched a lot of shows that were not new this year. Like I, I reviewed a bunch of new shows and none of them were not good. Not none of them were <laughs> But Made for Love was one of the shows that I, um, yeah, that was actually new. And I was like, wow, I would love to see more of Did this. Did you watch that? Because I reviewed it. Did you watch it after I reviewed it? I think I watched it in conjunction with you, like as you were watching it. Maybe not though. Maybe because I know it. I didn't know about it. My sister, Sam, she you, told me about it. And yeah, then I watched it and then I reviewed it. You told me. I honestly me, forgot that you watched it. Yeah, you told me that Sam told you to watch yeah, it. Yeah, okay. And then I watched <laughs> Wow, big shout out to Sam here. Yeah. Made for Love did not make my list, but it was almost my 10th. Like, I was really like, mm-hmm. Minx versus Made for Love. Made for Love is definitely on my honorable mentions. Like I said, it almost made my list. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, is Made for Love also canceled? Made for Love is also. Uh, okay. They canceled it a while ago before yeah. the like onslaught of weird HBO Max decisions. They canceled this back in the summer. Like, right after the second season came out, they canceled it, which was really sad but I think they just a lot of people don't know about it they didn't do good marketing for it no not at all people would like it I think if they saw it uh but no they are removing it from the platform just like everything else that they've canceled well really sorry to recommend it to you but it is good it had vaguely severance vibes in its um if you know what severance is I guess but it's like a little bit of a sci-fi-y but only in technology I don't know how yeah like a tech satire but um, big tech yeah, I don't know how much I should say about the the premise. Um, but I think just like it's a little sci-fi, it's a little weird. It's definitely it a has tech the, satire, but it's a drama. It's not. It, yeah. It's comedy, and it's like a dark comedy. I would say mm-hmm. the main actress is the mother from How I Met Your Mother, Kristen Milioti. Yes, 
Um, she was great in this. Yeah, she's really, really good in this. And the lead guy, too. I didn't know him before, but he's really good in this. Definitely looks like he would wear people's faces. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's just so good He's in really role. good. The, yeah, <laughs> that sounds appealing to you. <laughs> sort of like Run the CEO of Google. It's not even a really veiled satire. No. <laughs> the like company name in the show is Gogol. Yeah. And the like Byron Gogol is the CEO and he's just this, like a crazy tech CEO. And, and he like wants to optimize everything, including his love life. It's so funny. And so yeah, has yeah, it's it's really good. It's um I'm sad that it's not like laugh out loud funny, but it is clever mm-hmm. and quirky. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They probably. I feel like that's not gonna be picked up by another network. I don't know why I feel like that. I just. I really didn't see a lot of. I don't think a lot of people knew about it. Like I didn't no. see a lot of stuff on Twitter or the internet or whatever after it got canceled. So no, I don't think there was enough. Um, you know, but backlash. The, the first two seasons themselves, I would still recommend to people if you could if find you could them. Watch it, but it's being removed from HBO Max, yeah. so perhaps not. Mm-hmm. So that was your number nine. That was my number nine. Okay. Yeah, that one surprised me. Did, okay. Was you were you surprised that the Righteous Gemstones was on my list? Yeah, only because I forgot it existed. Yeah. Okay. Fair. <laughs> uh, all right. My eighth place. I like sort of struggled with this one. My eighth place is the Bear. That I am surprised about. You are because I feel like you said you didn't love every it. Every time I talk about it, I'm like, yeah, it was. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it was a bad show. <laughs> no, wait, I never. I said know. It was I'm bad. kidding. I actually think, and I like, rated it pretty highly. Did you on Double Take? Maybe just in our conversation. You're remembering offline. me being like, yeah, it's because, and that's that's why I said I like, struggled with putting it on here is because, I, I wouldn't say, that like it was super fun to watch, but that's. That shouldn't be my criteria. That just like happens to be like I like comedies a lot, mm-hmm. and this was a pretty not intense, but, like a, almost like stressful drama. Yeah, and that's how a lot of people have described it because it has that sort of like real, like it's shot in a very like realistic, gritty, like I don't know. It's written in a way that's like really people's dialogue, and they're like yelling at each other, and mm-hmm. they're fighting with each other, and that's what they're portraying. And it's you know in this sort of like poor area of Chicago, and they're like struggling to make ends meet, and it's. So it's not a fun show to watch. There's no comedy to it. And most of the time, I like comedies. But I, the show stuck with me in a really odd way. Like, I don't really know how to describe it. I think about the show probably, like, once every few days. Something reminds me of the show. When anyone ever says, yes, chef? <laughs> is that your... Maybe. Maybe it's just what I'm cooking. Mm. I don't know. It, but it, it's, it is sort of like a superficial thought when I'm thinking about it. I'm not sitting there thinking, like, that was the best show I saw. It's just the fact that it stuck with me really at all. And really stuck with, like, the world. Like, the fact mm-hmm. that Yes Chef is, like, a thing that people started, like, saying as, like, a joke because it became this, like, mm-hmm. you know, internet meme sort of show, I think that was funny. is a testament to me how, I don't know, how, like, how good the show is, that it came from nothing. Nobody knew that this show was being made this mm-hmm. year. Nobody knew anything about it until, like, until literally it was put on Hulu. And a lot of shows get put on these streaming services and then go totally, you know, unseen or mostly unseen and then they get canceled or they fly under the radar. And somehow this little show with like eight episodes, like all like, I think they're all 30 minute episodes. Like to be fair, the, the main character is beloved he's actor. He's a known actor, but I wouldn't say he's not an A-list actor. He's not the reason people watch. But it. anyone who watched, what's the show? Shameless. Shameless. I was going to say Shameless had a following. Yeah. I, I, I certainly don't think it was like, oh, a bunch of unknowns right. on this show that nobody ever heard oh, yeah. about. I hear you. It's, but it's, it, I, I think it had the – I really thought it was going to fly under the radar. That's what's mm. so funny about it is when I was, like, putting together the list of shows for Double Take that mm. was about to come out the next week, I was like, what's the bear? Mm, I actually yeah, like, I I texted that. Sam because I was like, oh, she'll probably like it said in Chicago. And I thought it was going to be one of those shows that, like, Sam watches and nobody else watches. Mm-hmm. And then it became 
so in the zeitgeist. And I just think that's so cool. As someone, I have to go back because as someone who has worked in restaurants, when people started saying, yes, chef, I was a little like, did everyone start working at rest? Like what? What's oh, going that's on? That's funny. Like, because you hadn't seen it. I had not you seen still it. haven't seen it. I have still you? haven't seen it. Okay. It's another case of you reviewed it. And so I was yeah. like, okay, that's got to go on the back burner for me. I need to do other stuff. I, I think watch other things. The other thing about it and why I made the list is like it, it really set up a second season. And I am genuinely excited to watch the second season. I think the acting and the writing is so good. Just not like groundbreaking, but just so quality, just so solidly that's good. That's always really satisfying. And I just enjoy I enjoy the idea of the show maybe more than the show itself that's what I said I like I don't know I put it eighth because I was like it's a very this might be my uh, my public mm. like my objectively good pick yep. like I think everyone had this on their end of the year top 10 list mm, not me oh okay <laughs> fair I meant like you no, know, I variety it, yeah. and collider yes, yes, and yes. the ringer I would yeah yes chef shows bigger than us shows mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> exactly. Um, my number, what am I, eight? Yes. Oh, okay. This one, again, I'm, we're getting into the territory where I really was just like, I don't know, maybe this is eight, maybe this is seven. Um, reservation Dogs. Okay. The, oh, I put that on there. I have to give a caveat. There have been two seasons that have come out. I have only seen, I mean, this year, sorry. I think. Am I wrong? No, and the new season came out this year. I haven't seen... Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen all of the second season, Mm. but I have seen some of it, and what I've seen (laughs) is really great, and also the first season was incredible, and if you haven't seen Reservation Dogs... I haven't seen Reservation Dogs. You should probably watch I know. I, like, actually really want to, but again, you've seen it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I'm running into these problems. We're never going to be able to talk about a TV show ever again. It is. It does feel like we should start watching the same TV shows. This is why I feel like you got appalled when you realized that I had basically watched all of White Lotus season one and season two within the span of two days. But this is why. Because if I have a chance to watch a TV show that you've also watched, I need to do it fast. (laughs) I got to get it all out of the way. Before a new show comes out. Before a new show comes out that I have to review. No, I feel you. Um... Sorry. I still, I do really want to watch Reservation Dogs. I think I'd like it. The oh, do you kids, want to say what it's about? Yeah. So Reservation Dogs um, is set on a reservation um, and it is sort of, it's a comedy for sure, sort of in the way of, I feel like I, um, I can't remember what I compared it to, but in the way that like Welcome to Flatch is about the community. Mm-hmm. And the comedy sort of comes from the interactions between the people in that community. Or like Parks and Rec, although that's more of a workplace thing. But it's like that. But it's these kids um, that are all friends with one another. Their interactions with one another are what makes it funny. And also their interactions. And it just like is also set on a reservation. So um, the elders and some of the mystical elements of being part of a tribe um, all play into this comedy. It is a comedy. But it's just like a fresh show the kids that play the friends in the show are really talented. I like them all a lot. I don't know. I, I have a hard time telling any more specific. Like, there are plot points. Um, there's... What's well, a comedy? There's not normal. Like, normally when people describe comedies, they just describe the setup. Well, that's fair. I feel like this is not a spoiler. So, in the, I mean, in the first episode, you realize that one of the kids in the friend group has died. And you don't really know the, like... It's not like a mystery, like they're trying to figure out who killed him or anything, but it is sort of like they don't really reveal what happened until yeah. the end of the series. Interesting. But so the, it's these kids that are, we're all friends, are, you know, dealing with loss, but are also still genuinely teenagers that are goofing off and living on a reservation. Anyway, really good. Definitely would recommend. That is on Hulu. Um, second season came out this year. It's Taiko ATD, right? Yep, it is. Is yeah. he, he's a showrunner? Yes. 
and write some of the episodes. Nice. Yeah, that was my number eight. Okay, so my number seventh. And you were saying, like, you don't know if something's eight or seven. Like, okay, fair. I think it's Mm -hmm. more like, I know roughly it's where it belongs. Like, (laughs) later half of the list, last on the list. Okay, yeah. I could swap seven and eight. Anyways, my... I have one more thing to say about that uh, particular (laughs) piece because... I really like Reservation Dogs. There are it is there are some shows for me that I need to be more in a mood to watch. I can't just turn them on and like immediately be sucked in again. And that is not to say that it is not a show that sucks that do, wow. What how do you phrase that? It's not a show that doesn't suck you in. Mm. It sure. <laughs> anyway, um but the it, reason that it's lower down on my list is not that it's worse than any of the shows that are coming above it. It's sort of just like, oh yeah, some not like Every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, I want to watch a Reservation Dogs episode. Like, yes, this is the perfect time to do that. But it's not every day. Does that make sense? I think you're thinking about it too much. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> anyway, on to your seven. <laughs> My seventh is The Resort. Mm, you love that Peacock. show. Peacock. I loved it, and then it ended up at seven. But I think it's because <laughs> I, I really, really liked it, and nobody's seen it because nobody has Peacock. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, one of my friends watched it. Laura, I shout would out to Laura have for watching. You, <laughs> all of this is a pattern is you've seen these shows. All yeah, these shows and you have, but yeah. I watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a pretty quick watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. It's probably like eight episodes. I don't know. It's a sort of self-contained story. I don't think there's going to be a season two. I don't think they've canceled it necessarily, but it did feel like it very much like wrapped itself up. And it was a mystery. It was very weird. It's quirky. It's different. It's not a story I've seen before. It's... It's, it's, it's a dark comedy. It's not laugh out loud funny. It's a little bit mystical, supernatural-ish. It's also Christina... Christina Milioti's Christine, in it. Christine. William Jackson Harper from The Good Place. Mm, he plays Cheating in The Good Place. Uh, the guy from... Oh, one of the guys from Righteous Gemstones. Can't remember his name. Um, and then um, Nick Offerman. Oh, love that guy. Did you um, just whack yeah, the mic? I'm going to say it again. Nick Offerman uh, is also in it. He plays... Uh, a dad a character that's like very sort of different from his normal uh, vibe, Gruff. but then yeah, 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 he's he's great in it. Everybody's great in it. I just I just we had no expectations going into it. I mm. watched it really because of the people in it. I was like, oh, Chris Milioti and William Jackson Harper and Nick Offerman. Like, sure, I should watch that. Mm. And then it was so good. I just mm. like it was so original, and I think I overhyped it because then people I know who watched it just like didn't like it quite as much, but. I think it's doing something different, and I think that's always, like, worth Bumps it checking up, yeah. out. I would agree. So in the end, it wasn't crazy high on my list, but I still think it was a very quality show this year. Nice. My seventh is Tuca and Birdie, season three, which I just found out got canceled. It is a um, cartoon. It's like an adult cartoon. If you are familiar at all with Bojack Horseman, the person who does all the art for Bojack Horseman created her own show called Tuca and Birdie and it's two bird friends bird friends (laughs) it sounds weird and surreal but this artist does have that going for her in yeah in the episodes there are because it's a cartoon there's a lot of license to do like weird things when they're high like the art changes and they like go into like weird worlds or you can like fold yourself into your own pocket like it's weird like that because it's a cartoon and you can do weird shit but it's the like overall themes of the show are just always great. It's, um, they do, like, they talk a lot about anxiety and also, if you watch Bojack Horseman, Mm -hmm. the overarching theme of that show is sort of, like, dealing with depression. I've never seen it. The main character. It is very good. Interesting. 
Um, this one, one of the main characters has a lot of anxiety, which I relate to. Hmm. And um, it's Ali Wong and Tiffany Haddish are the voices. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Every time you tell me about this, I forget <laughs> about it immediately. And I, then you talk about it the next time and I'm like, oh, yeah. I know that the concept, if you're not, if you're not like going for something whimsical like that, it sounds a little like, oh, I don't know if I'd be into it. I would urge you to watch a couple of episodes. They're yeah. short. Um, okay. And see, see what you think. Yeah. My list is too long, Jenny. I know. It's, yeah, Netflix. I get stressed. No, it's not. Uh, well, you can watch some of them on Netflix, but I think it's also Hulu? on Adult Swim. Oh. It's kind of like floated around in a couple of places. But I'll the first few seasons, I think, are on Netflix. But it just got canceled, and I'm so bummed. Mm, um, not surprised. But it's a great show. I feel I... like it's not very known. Well, it's known enough. I'd heard about it before, but mm-hmm. the good stuff never never lasts. Anyway, um, so that was my, what, seven? Six? Seven. That was your seventh. Okay, my number six is Bad Sisters. Well, that's on my list. Okay, so I'll talk about mine. Since it's also on Jenny's list, I will say my thoughts later. When, we, when it comes to mine. Um, since Jenny yeah. has this higher. But yeah, Bad Sisters, Apple TV, that is my number six. So yeah, let's jump to my number six. You are number six. Hacks, season two, number six. Okay. Um, also I have list. that higher. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, wait. Wait. That's so funny because you told me about it. Well, no. I knew about Hacks, <laughs> but like you reviewed it and <laughs> mm-hmm. I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. And I don't know if you – did you give it an A plus? Like you gave it a very high score. I think I gave it a high grade and then I told you it's worth it. And I was and you like, were like, okay, oh, okay. for real. Like mm-hmm. I'll check that out. Um, but we can talk that about – That was your sixth. Interesting. Okay. We can talk about more later. My number five yep. is Abbott Elementary. My number five is Abbott <gasps> really? Elementary. Yeah. Wait, that's so fun. I love when they're the same because now we can talk about it. <laughs> and also interesting that we both put it like squarely yeah. in the middle. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know why. Okay, yeah. Tell me why. Um, because it is such – I don't know if this makes sense to say as a sentence. It's like an inoffensive show. And by that I don't mean like it yeah. doesn't offend people. I mean sort of like it's – middle of the road and it's sort of just like it's happy it's fun it's good but it doesn't like it doesn't often make me like feel some kind of way which sometimes I think of as needing to be uh it's sometimes a um factor in what I think of as like a great show or it's not groundbreaking yes like other shows have done this but I'm so glad that this exists and that it doesn't feel stale that it's in my list and it's in my middle of my list and I will continue watching it and so far, I've not been disappointed. So that's that's my reasoning for having it at number five. That's fair. I thought maybe number four. Like I did have like a little bit of a question mark Crisis on of four conscience. or five. It wasn't it wasn't making my top three for the same reason. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. like that was the most original, new. I have to tell everybody about it sort of show. Although to be fair, I do still tell a lot of people to watch it because I think it it is a mockumentary. We've seen a mockumentary Many a times. million times before, but it's I mean it's set in. For some people who don't know, uh, it's set in an underprivileged school in Philadelphia. Um, the cast is like primarily black. It's so it's it's new in those ways. I think like the we've seen mockumentaries before that right. are very white. I mean, The Office, Parks and Rec, like yeah, the I, points of view of the main characters is finally a little fresher. I, yeah, and I think like thank goodness for that. But I also just think it's funnier than mm. a lot of sitcoms. I actually mm-hmm. do think it's funnier than a lot of sitcoms on TV right now, and so I didn't actually put I guess this is like a little bit of a spoiler I didn't put any other like straight sitcoms on my list Mm. there were ones that I thought about putting on my list uh, like honorable mentions but this for me felt like an obvious contender for being high up because from episode one I laughed yeah most sitcoms 
it they takes a me a while. Right like, I'm mm-hmm. like five or six episodes in before I'm like, oh, yeah, this character is funny. Or like, oh, that did make me laugh out loud. Right away, I was like, this is hilarious. This is so well written. I agree. I don't know. And I, we are both a little biased because we're from that area. Like, yeah, I from have, the yeah, Philadelphia I've area. This before. Do I think it's funnier because of that? Or do we think it's funnier because of that? Or were we more bought into the original, like the premise and the episode because of that? Yeah. Like, had but more I don't of know. a tie into it. I don't know. Because other people that I've talked to also really like it. Um, that aren't from Philadelphia. Okay. But I don't know if they felt that same, like, from episode one, they're hooked. Like, episode one with the, like, Eagles carpets. Yeah, It's not really giving anything away. But, no. Uh, well, it's so a sitcom, good. so there really isn't the concept of giving things away. But I laughed so hard, and I did have that thought. I was like, is this as funny oh, to somebody who's, like, is this as funny to somebody who's, like, a Bills fan? <laughs> so I think, for that in particular, I did We're I not a it. football fan. We're not a football fan, but More I do importantly. think Philly in particular is world renowned for being crazy sports fans fans. exactly yeah it's not like a niche joke no like it is it's an in joke but it's one that everybody knows yeah an in joke for the whole everybody knows about yeah yeah. i think yeah i think you're right i think Mm. it just has wide appeal the characters are so lovable the characters are so funny the actors are so great like also if you've ever like most people go to public schools it's yeah you will have that background in, in it yeah i think teachers i wonder actually Teachers find it especially funny, or if they find it, like, triggering. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Like, the bear was to people who worked in restaurants. Yeah. Is it, like, it's too close to home? I'm not sure. I feel like I got a couple comments on my TikTok about it from teachers oh, that were like, I can't watch this. It's too real. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. I get it. But it's, Quinta Brunson is the... Quinta. It's Quinta? I'm pretty sure. I feel like when I watched her on BuzzFeed, I remember people calling her Quinta. Oh, we got to cut this whole part out. <laughs> Quinta B? Um, she was a BuzzFeed original. Like, she was a, one of the, in the I never know how to pronounce people's names. Yeah, I knew she I was on BuzzFeed. Wrong. But in those glory days of BuzzFeed where they were really cranking out videos, she was one of the video yeah, personalities. Yeah, that's like how she got big. And then made, she made her own, she, I think, quit BuzzFeed and then made her own YouTube series about Philadelphia. Not in, not oh. the exact same thing, but it was like her living in an apartment, almost like new girl-ish, but in Philadelphia. Hmm. Uh, I didn't really, I think I watched one episode on YouTube. But yeah, so she created the show is from is a Philly native. Um the other actor like Chessie from Parent Trap when I saw that she was in it I was I delighted. Squealed. Yes. <laughs> Truly delighted. Um Barbara the the actress who plays Barbara is incredible. Ralph. Oh my god. Love her. Amazing. Amazing. And the guy from Everybody Loves Chris um is also in it and is good and Tyler James Williams. Yep. Yeah, he's great. Janelle James is very good yes. as well. Yes, she, she is. She might be the funniest. She really had to grow on me. Yeah, but those characters always do. The sort of out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where they're like, you're like, is this too much? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now I'm bought in. You're right. Yeah. So Abbott Elementary, um, you can watch it on Hulu. You can watch it on... Great Binge. There's two seasons out. Yep. Well, one Wait. and a half. They're yeah. in They're in the middle of the yep. second season. So it's the winter premiere just aired. Very good winter Did premiere, I, I must it? say. Great episode. Can you give me, like, no spoiler? They're, like, at a club. Oh, yes. I love... Yeah, oh, so that good. was good. That was good. Just a really good show. I hope it has seven seasons. Mm, I hope it has four. Seven seasons in a movie. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Uh, six seasons. When I always say seven, what? Because Parks and Rec. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, shall we move on? Let's move on. Fourth place. Yes. I have Hacks in fourth. Okay. All right. We can talk about it. That was my number six, if you recall. Yeah. So I had this higher... Okay, I liked Hacks so much. Mm-hmm. It's not a top three for me because I think it was it's it's original in a way, 
but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I saw this show. It was like so crazy good. Like that's why it wasn't top three for me. But I do think it was, it's special in how geniusly funny it is. I think Mm -hmm. the writers that show are brilliant. (laughs) Like I've seen a lot of comedies and obviously this one's not a sitcom. I should say, so Hacks is about, uh, it's an older comic um, it's a like woman a who's Joan like Rivers 60 type or something. Yeah. yeah. So she's like been around forever, crazy famous. Has this running show in Vegas. Yeah. She, she has, has a residency like a, in Vegas, yeah. but she's sort of getting like pushed out a little bit. And so her agent or manager or whoever sort of pairs her with this younger writer who Millennial age. Supposed to give her a wider appeal to, you know, to younger mm-hmm. people. And they have just the funniest dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I just think the combination of the writing and then, like, the casting, like, the chemistry between the two uh, in the way that they, like, hate but love each other, I just think it works so well. Like, it works so much better than it should. It has no business being that good. I just think it's, like, I just, I cannot put my finger on it. I really think there's something about the two of them. They are really incredible actors. Well, and Gene Smart is, like, maybe the best acting I've seen this year. That's an an overstatement, (laughs) but, like, she is so insanely good in that role. For being a comedy, there are are moments of – I mean, all the best comedies have moments of, you know, drama and or solemnity. It can be very poignant. Yes. And she's great at all. All of the facets. Oh, she's so funny, but so good at the, like, emotional moments, too. I do have to say, um, you – texted me or called me or something and you were like I, you re, you remind me of the millennial writer character I still I say way. this all the time I Matt. don't know what that means <laughs> because my I cut my hair short like because I can't of even what put I, my finger on it I think it's the way she dresses uh, but maybe also the way she like she likes like quirky things I, so okay I will also say I think this may be a little lower down on my list for a recency bias like I haven't seen it since the second season came out, which was the beginning Earlier of this in this year. year yeah, yeah, and I watched it in the summer. Yeah. Um, so I remember it fondly. Like, I really liked it. It made my list. But it wasn't... I don't know. Some of them... I feel like recency bias can go either way. It's You watched it a really long time ago, and you've, like, now built it up in your brain. Mm. Um, or you're sort of like, yes, that was definitely in my that. top ten. I oh. remember how I felt when I watched it. Like, when you I think about Hacks, superior I'm just so good at being a critic. <laughs> I, yeah, I, unless I, I have, I would have to go back and actually read my review and see what I said, but I, I loved it. I remember like sitting there and saying to Matt, this show is so good. I just mm-hmm. like cannot get over how good this show is. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I think about when I rank my stuff. But then when you feel that way about other shows, like I, I say that about, I don't know. Well, I guess yeah, the next that's five a very like generic statement. But like yeah. I said, I explained why I had it fourth on my list yeah. because like, I think I felt like, wow, this is so much better than I even expected. Like. The acting is so good. Mm-hmm. The casting of these two people is so good. They they managed to have a really compelling story arc. Like I wanted yeah, to watch for, more of it. Like yeah, every time it ended, I was like, I need more. For ev- for an, yet another story about show business. Like I feel like there are a lot of them at this point. This is f- like I would take it's this a, over it's most. Top tier. <laughs> it's top tier. Yeah, yeah. I think it. Yeah, like I said, I only put it fourth because the other ones on my list were like. I think you're groundbreaking in some way. Maybe mm. you will disagree, mm-hmm. but no, no. we're about to get into it. Although you're for, yeah, you still have to do fourth. I do have to do fourth. My fourth was another, I have a disclaimer about this one, but um, Atlanta. Right. Seasons four and five. No. Season four just came out. Season three and four came out this year. Oh yeah. They yeah. did do that. And so I've seen season three, but not all of season four because it okay. just came out. But um, from what I have seen and the show in general, 
Wait, which season are you ranking? You got to rank a season. Oh, I guess season three. Then. Oh, because you haven't seen all of season four. Right. I got to so do the one. Because I can't believe they put two seasons out in the same year. But it is, I think it's because they filmed them both. In, in the pandemic. Yeah. Um, Fair. So this is the final season that just came out that I haven't seen all of. Um, but I did review what I had seen of it. Like I think three episodes had come out when I reviewed it for oh. our newsletter and I had seen those three. And it's not, I think there are only six or seven seasons in the... I could be wrong. Um, episodes. In the, yeah, sorry. Episodes in the season. If you haven't seen Atlanta, um, the the way the show starts is very different from how it is in season three and season four. And season four sort of returns to more how it began, but it starts as this guy, um, Donald Glover is the main character, and he has been either kicked out of or has left Princeton for some reason. You don't really know why. But so he's back in Atlanta in his hometown. His he's like kind of on the outs with his parents because they don't know why he left school and they're mad at him and they like don't want him to, I don't know, be a bum. Um he also has a child with his girlfriend who he's not married to and they have like a semi-fraught relationship because he sort of is somewhat of a like I don't know he's obviously very smart and not like a deadbeat all the time but for some reason something's happening and can't get it together and then he realizes that his cousin is kind of getting big on social media for doing some like rap stuff and he decides to try to help his cousin make it big so he wants to be his cousin's manager and so the first season starts out as that it's like the Atlanta rap scene um he and his cousin in the rap world like starting from like underground rap and then becoming more mainstream in Atlanta. And so it's a lot about like black culture, like rap culture. Um, it's funny. It's a comedy, but there is some dark stuff and like some violence and things like that. Um, but then Donald Glover, as the seasons have progressed, it has become so much more like there was almost an anthology series by this third season. Um, and they had the main cast from the first season in like every third episode. And then otherwise it was almost like hmm. a... Uh, standalone episode of like Afro surrealism. It's a brilliant show. I would not have expected myself to like that um, development as much. Like usually, I'm like, okay, a show. Like I, I would prefer if it did like one thing. Like maybe make a new show and do that. But I didn't care. I thought it was pretty brilliant. It's an incredible series of television. I would recommend Atlanta to anyone who has not seen it. I, that is another show, though, that I do sometimes have to, especially the um, episodes that are more capsule episodes and don't have the main characters in them. I do sometimes have to be in the mood. It's sort of like um, I haven't seen Nope, but like Get Out. Some of those some of those episodes have a little bit of like horror ish to them, but in a comedy kind of way. Uh, oh, you're comparing the episodes to Get Out. I'm at, yeah, the the anthology episodes. Like some of them have like a little bit of like, why do I feel nervous right now? Interesting. Even though it is Jordan Peele esque. Jordan Peele esque. Hard. I guess Donald Glover esque as well. He's also doing he's similar thing. But um, again, the cast is basically all black. I'm trying to think. I paused because I I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anything. But so it's like perspectives specifically from Don Glover's point of view, but that before Atlanta, I feel like we're not really on TV all that much and not centered as much, but it's really good. It's also just like artistry. I can't explain it without going into truly, I like would like to talk about episodes. So if you want to watch some, we could talk about it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but it's on like everyone's end of your list. So it's definitely something that I need to check out. Donald Glover has some magic to him. I can't explain it. Um, I just love him. Okay. Yeah. That Fair was enough. my number what, four. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so yeah, we're about to get into our top three. <laughs> a little jingle. <laughs> I feel like you need, to, you need to sing the top <laughs> three because I don't know how to sing. <laughs> it just felt like we needed like Whenever. a we need like a sound effect. <laughs> I just have like the um, John Ralphio. Welcome to the top three. <laughs> like, top three. Yeah, that's probably what I sound like. No, no, no. Okay. No. Can you guess? Should you guess? Do you want to guess? Do you want to try to guess? I feel like it'll is be it, too hard to guess. <laughs> I feel like you haven't mentioned White Lotus yet, and White Lotus has got to be in your top three. Okay. It's not my number three. Okay. So my number three is Yellow Jackets. Oh, shoot. I forgot about Yellow Jackets. Did you watch Yellow Jackets? No, but you loved it. Oh, this as in you one. forgot to yeah. guess it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I forgot to guess it. Yeah, I was making Matt guess my top three yesterday, and he hasn't seen Yellow Jackets and like also totally forgot about it. To be fair, Yellow Jackets came out mostly in 2021. I, that was the one that I thought – I was like – I mean, I did not think about this. Like I just said, I forgot about it. Yeah. But it feels so long ago that you it watched was so it. It so long I didn't ago. even register. So I think like two episodes of it came out in 2022. Okay. So I'm counting it. <laughs> Some people had it on like their 2021 best of year list because they'd already seen like a few episodes, I guess, at that point and wanted yeah. to include it. I feel like it counts. Yeah. You need- <laughs> also, I fully watched it in 2022. So you whatever. Need the full arc. I'm biased towards my own decision making here and I'm going to say it counts. Okay. Yellow Jackets. I gave like an A plus, I think, when I reviewed this show. And I, it's number three because the other two that I'm going to say later, I just <laughs> liked better. But I do think Yellow Jackets was nearly a perfect first season of television. Mm. I I still stand by this. It's So Yellow Jackets is about a – it sort of flips back and forth between two perspectives. So this high school girls soccer team, they're on their way to like uh, regionals, championships, whatever it is. Their plane crashes. And then they're stuck in this, like, wilderness of, I don't know, it's Canada, I think. Mm -hmm. And so there's that sort of story. This plane crashes. We flip between that perspective and the current perspective. So you sort of know, like, which girls have survived and which died because of which ones you see in the current perspective. But there's so much mystery to it because the way they flip back and forth between the two timelines, you don't know. You don't really know, like, who died? How did they die? Like, who? What's mm-hmm. going to happen in this wilderness? It's very eerie. It's very ominous. I wouldn't say horror, but it's certainly suspenseful and it seems lost. It can be scary at times. So yeah, it's a very dark version of Lost. Mm-hmm. I think Lost uh, was a puzzle box show, though, and so is this one. Um, meaning, like the sort of flipping back between the two timelines where you don't know what's going on. It's very similar to Lost in that way. Mm-hmm. What it also has, I think, going for it that. Lost sort of did this, you know, background on the characters. Like each character would have their own episode where they would dive into their back, you know, backstory. Yellow Jackets is doing that too, but it's teen girls. And I think there's so, if you can write teen girls well and realistically, (laughs) it's so good. Like there's just something about like getting that right when writers get that right that's so powerful to me satisfying to me yes satisfying to me because it's so crazy like Mm -hmm. teen girls are insane Mm -hmm. the way their brain works and the things they do and the things they say and the way they interact with each other is freaking bizarre yeah but and it all feels so important when it's when you're going through it and so to be able to write that well and for me to watch and be able to like know what they're feeling and like okay why is this girl being a bitch to her best friend one day and Mm -hmm. then like the next day like it's just so well written they've captured that slice of life so well in this crazy mystery puzzle box mm. plane crash story what is this on again it's on showtime so oh, yeah a lot of people can't watch why, that yeah. which is a bummer i mean if you can get like the trial even i think it's worth it 
I might do that. It's yeah. very violent, I will say. My uh, ability to handle violence is pretty low, like gory sort yeah, of. Yeah, my threshold is zero. Yeah, very low threshold for gore. The first episode made me so ill. I was like, there's no way I can keep watching this. But something gra- like gripped me, and I, I kept watching it. And it gets less disgusting. I'd say episodes one and two like right are, are the plane crash sort of story. Are they surprise gore? Like I... No, the plane crashes. You know you're about to see some stuff. Okay, okay. Because like Squid Game, I was surprisingly not okay. Like oh, I... That one didn't bother me so much. Yeah, I was very bothered. But I think it's because like I know like there's impending doom of... I like know someone's about to get... Yeah. I don't know. Gorily. Okay, so it's worse when it's... In, when you know it's going to happen for you or... Or when like it's... I know... Yeah, I guess it's worse when I know it's going to happen and it's sort of like a drawn out. Oh, yeah, about yeah, to get okay. Stabbed. Yes. Okay. I, I, I hear you. And that first episode to two episodes of Yellow Jackets will be difficult for you to Got watch. Got it. Okay, okay. I found them very difficult to watch and I wanted to get through them because I could tell there was something really interesting mm-hmm. in the story. And so I stuck with it. I'm glad I did. I would not ever want to watch those episodes ever again. They're, <laughs> they're just disgusting. Like, okay. it's, it is very full on gross gore. I'll just close my eyes. Gory situation. Um, and there's, I'm sure, going to be more of that in the show. Like, it wasn't just the plane crash, now it's over. Like, they're surviving in the wilderness. There's mm-hmm. there's stuff that happens. But I'd say no, it's, it hasn't, it's never been as bad as it was in the first episode or two. Anyways, they've renewed this already for two more seasons. So the first season came oh, out nice. earlier this year. Good season two comes out next year. And then they've already renewed it for season three. It's so good. Like, I just think it's, ugh, I don't know. I just love it so much. Okay. <laughs> If Showtime's listening, turn off your ears. Uh, can I just like borrow your login? <laughs> yes. Uh, I will find a way to get that to you. Um, cool, cool. Uh, so what is your my, number three? Oh, wait, my... should I guess? Oh, yeah, you could guess. Okay. Um... <laughs> I have to cut this out because I literally have no idea. <laughs> wait, I can't think of like a single show now that you like. <laughs> What did you say? Was there a show earlier that you said was higher? Do you want me to give you a hint? Didn't you say, you said, ah, you said Bad Sisters was higher on your list. Is Bad Sisters number three? No. Interesting. Okay. I have no idea. My number three is, we're going to cut this out. What the (laughs) f*** is that? Oh, it's the White Lotus. Wait, that's so funny. I literally was like, are you doing like a Native American like call? Um, You're trying to do the theme song? Yeah. Oh, the TikToks with the theme song are like absolutely cracking me up. Where it's like skip intro and then it's like me and it's just people like dancing to the White Lotus theme song because it's such a good theme song. Season two, they added like a drum track. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. Um, It is higher on my list. So So we'll skip it. So that was your number three. That was my number three. And you just finished it like yesterday. (laughs) I love that. But that's what I'm saying. Like it's so recent that I don't know if I'm like – amazing but i haven't had a chance to like sit with it maybe right. it would have been higher i don't maybe. know is that so you we can talk. i think you said this earlier but you watched seasons one and two in the last like two days yeah yeah are you specifically doing season two though in this but ranking? season two is the only one that came out this right, year, right? so you'd have to be doing season to, two so i'm just yeah. asking you if did you like season two that much or are you do you feel like you might be conflating it uh no i do think watching them back to back Season two was just as good yeah. as season one. Okay. Okay, yeah. It's higher on my list, so we will pause on that. So yep. that was your number three. My number two, uh, it was not The White Lotus, so I think we all know where that is on okay. my list. Got it. Number two for me was Severance. Me too. <gasps> we had two crossovers. I forgot you watched Severance. 
Yeah. I was about to say, I don't think you've seen this. That is one of the few that you saw and reviewed and then I, like White Lotus, and then I binged. Wow. I had a weekend where I was I feel I was like really to. good about myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> like you also liked the shows I liked a lot. But also Severance is so good. Wow. Yeah, Severance. Another crossover. Number two. Severance is um incredible and also scary. And if you binge it all like scary? I did. Scary? I mean, there's eerie, not like scary, but like. Just don't say scary because I got a bunch of friends that'll be like, I won't watch okay, it. If you let say me scary. let me rephrase. It's not scary, but the um there is some suspense to it and sort of like sure. eerie quality. Yes. So we should sort of describe it. Yeah, so let's describe it. Severance starring Adam Scott. Love that. It's on guy. Apple TV. Uh yeah, Adam Scott's Ben from Parks and Rec, if you don't recognize the name. Absolutely adore him. He's great in this drama, like as a drama actor, not just comedy. Anyways, it is about it's another sort of like dystopian mm-hmm. Almost satire, but it's pure drama. There's no comedy. Re- oh, I hesitate is, to say that, but yeah, yeah. There's no. It's not trying to make you laugh out loud. It is a show where. So the premise is people work at this one company. They can elect to be set to be severed. That's not the right way to say it. They can put a chip. They get the chip in their brain that separates their work self from their rest of life self. And so when they're at work, they don't know anything about who they are outside of work. They have no memories of outside of work. And when they're outside of work, they don't have any memories of being at work. Mm-hmm. So it yeah, severs your life into these two distinct people, really. Mm-hmm. They literally call them like they're any and they're Audi as if they're two different people. Yeah. What I like about it is that the premise on the surface is a satire. Like mm-hmm. it's a satire of you turn your brain off at work, you're somebody else at work, your work friends don't know who you are on the outside. Like all of those things that people just talk about and t- you know as yeah. being true if you've ever worked in <laughs> corporate America. And it's so clearly a satire on the premise. Like of the premise is. And the innies have like even though they are sort of a weird newer version, like because they don't have the memories and once they go to work and they're in their work selves like they have to like build memories but they have all of the like weird office parties and like water cooler talk like there are elements of court yeah exactly that's how it's sort of funny without being it's not laugh out loud funny but it is clever clever in the satire but it is a very like you said sort of dark suspenseful mystery show the mystery is the strongest element to it Mm -hmm. it's a pretty slow pace and normally that bugs me but the way the way they build the mystery is so engaging, I think. I agree. And I think it also helps that the going between the innie and the Audi person is also just interesting to watch. Like you are getting little clues as you go, but you're sort of also invested in the relationships between the people at work and also like outside oh, of yeah. work. It's a lot of, there is some um, like dramatic irony plays a big part because you obviously know whether or not Ben, why did I call him Ben? Adam Scott's <laughs> character. What's his name in the... Yeah, like you know stuff that his that he doesn't know because he's at work. Right. He'll be outside of work and run into someone that he works mm-hmm. with and you'll be like, ah, that's that... Like you you know this person. What are you, what are you doing? It's a, yeah, it's a combo of, um, like you said, dramatic irony and suspense. Yep. I think beyond so that, it's just so fun to watch. The cinematography is gorgeous. Like I yeah, could literally just thing. watch that with no sound and just be like, this is a beautiful show. Like I just <laughs> love the way it's shot. Yeah. I love the like casting the and the acting also? and the the score, like just yeah. all of the elements of it that make you sound like a, like a nerdy critic to be like, oh, the cinematography, like it is all so good. Yeah, it all blends together. It's perfectly. gorgeous. Like I could just look at like stills from that show and be mm-hmm. like, this is art. Like it's so well done. 
yeah, they know they know their theme, they know their mood of the show, and they're like really good at sticking to it. Yes. Oh, it's such a vibe, and it's just so it's so perfectly executed. It's pretty beloved. I don't know anyone that saw it that doesn't like it. Adam Scott is so good in it. I'm sorry, my brain was just. I needed to say that he is. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a dramatic role. I don't think I had either before this, and he kills it. Mm -hmm. Oh, we didn't say it's. Ben Stiller's show, oh, which yeah, was yeah, also yeah. interesting because mm-hmm. I didn't know he actually had done a drama previously, yeah. uh, Escape from Danamora. I hadn't seen that one, and I hadn't oh, actually heard of it. It does. Sorry, I because doesn't he do? Um, oh no, that was. I guess that's a little different. He, um, the gems. What the? What's the the movie that he did that's like really suspenseful and like anxiety inducing? Yeah, Ben Stiller, no. Uncut Gems. That's no, that's him. not Ben Stiller. That's, that's um, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Sorry, mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, I was like, where are we going with this? Uh, but I was about to say they have like somewhat similar vibes for some of them, but they it's different. Never mind. Just in that you're sort of the suspense kind of gets to you sometimes. I don't know. Maybe I, I think feel the other that. one is very much more anxiety inducing. I didn't watch that okay. movie, Jenny. so uh, I was just trying oh my to make gosh. a connection okay, so that didn't back, exist. Um, what did I say? So yeah, Adam Scott is no. I said Spencer. Yeah, so this is Spencer's show. I did not know that he. I thought he was just comedy, and then actually I listened to a really interesting interview with him. Where he doesn't see himself as a comedy, like a comedic creator. He's not that funny. I'm just kidding. Like, is he? I wonder <laughs> as a person, though, if he's not. I don't really. I mean, in the interview, he was very sort of serious and mm. well, well spoken. Well, like just very thoughtful. I mean, it makes sense. Having seen that interview, having seen Severance, like it's a very thoughtful show. And a, like I said, a very well executed show. Yeah amazing writing the script is from somebody I don't think who had written anything for TV before Mm. Ben Stiller I think said he sort of like found this script out of maybe it was a contest entry or something that's cool Um, and then they you know made it into what it is but it's such an interesting and unique story but a very familiar a very familiar story almost because of how it's set in it's grounded in reality Mm -hmm. there are enough familiar aspects to it that make you relate to certain parts but then it's also enough of a dystopian thing where you also are interested in the mystery yeah, and where and some like of the stuff happens happen. and you're like what the heck is yeah. that like, and it doesn't weird seem, stuff it doesn't seem out of the question that this could be possible so that also it lends to the sort of mystery and, and why you want to like, watch it and why you're so sucked in yeah yeah everybody i know i'm trying to think i think everyone i know who's seen it has enjoyed it i have gotten a couple of comments that it's a little too slow mm. so i think it's just like you got to be in the right headspace and to yeah, be fair, I watched it when it was coming out week by week. And I don't mm. think you can binge it. I actually, I'm sad for other people that they didn't watch it like that. Because I think the suspense of like, oh, I got to wait a week to see what happens after this like episode yeah. cliffhanger is, this show is. I did binge ma- it. Like that type of TV is made for this yeah. type of show. I will say that's maybe why I think of it as more um, like impending doom feeling because I binged it. And so mm. the whole, like it was like a, lo- a very, um, What's the word that I'm looking I for? Like it's saturated. Sat- yeah, that's it was like super saturated in that sort of like dread plus dramatic mm-hmm. irony plus. Um, I would recommend watching like an episode per week. Like yeah. act like it's or coming like, out mm-hmm. week by week. That's what I would Give it a few suggest. Days at least between, but it is a perfect like water cooler show. I think it will continue to get more of an audience as the so seasons too. go on and I think the way like the White Lotus right now is like the water cooler show mm-hmm. meaning like if you're not familiar with the phrase like you know people are talking about it each week when it comes out mm-hmm. because they only release an episode per week and like everybody's Game watching it live used to be like, yeah. yeah and 
when before streaming services were a thing like you yeah. know any big show was a water cooler show but now it's sort of less common for that to be mm-hmm. a, a, be a thing because everybody releases everything all at once yeah um although hbo doesn't really they, a lot of and apple tv now is that yeah, yeah yeah i think netflix is really the last one holding on to the like binge model mm-hmm. um which i think is to their detriment but it depends on the show mm-hmm. anyways amazing show apple tv check it out everyone should see it so we're at we're at number one. one. Yes. Uh, I've already basically revealed my yeah, number one as the White Can Lotus. I <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like maybe you would have guessed that. Mm-hmm. I asked Matt to guess, and he he nailed it on guess one. I think it's I because it also three. it just came out, mm-hmm. and every time we sit there and watch it, I'm just like – A god. I literally am just like – I just keep saying, like, this show is so good. I cannot believe how good this show is. Like, I'm just a broken record It has the same thing for how much for I like this show. Severance-wise of, like, the people who are creating it know exactly what it is. They, like – the music is great. The cinematography is great. Like, the coloring, like, the way oh, that everything it's, it's, the, looks. The score is so, ins- like, score insanely good. insane. I mean, it obviously helps that – they so it's if you don't know I guess yeah, I should, should back up we should back so up this and is, say what this is this is season two Wait, so season this was, two just came out this was my number three but I number three. still in my top three and yeah season one came out I think like two years ago at this point it had Jennifer Coolidge Connie Britton Sydney Sweeney mm-hmm. season two and and won a bunch of Emmys like I think most of those actors like were nominated uh, the show won for like best writing best directing like it won everything. Season two has an entirely different cast of characters, except, except for Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. She's the only character that's in both. And her carryover, like, love interest from season one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sure. less, less prominently. But in, in the main cast of characters, it's different, and it's a different location. So it's 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 basically a limited series. It's an anthology series, the White in Lotus, a sense. Yeah, the, the reason that it ties together is the White Lotus is a, um, like, resort chain, but, like, five-star hotel. Like, so yes. the White Lotus, the first one, they're in Hawaii, is at a White Lotus resort. The second one, they're in Sicily at a White Lotus resort. So, so that's, yeah. the, that's the What tie-in. I was going to say is, like, going for them is that they don't have to tell a continuous story and they're not stuck with mm-hmm. something that feels old. It's going to always feel fresh. I mean, I hope there's like 10 seasons of the show. I'm sure it would get would, bad, but like well, I don't – I yeah. just like I would watch this forever because each season they can go to like a freaking gorgeous place mm-hmm. that's just fun to look at, literally. Like I would just – again, it's just a beautiful show to watch. And it has – They're in Sicily. Like my God, it's just – Gorgeous. I feel like it's hard not to be fascinated also by the people wealthy enough to go to these types of resorts and their like inner lives and well, see then, what, and so that's the yeah. I, I still haven't even said like the plot of the show. Basically, <laughs> you sort of have it's on it. the surface. It's a murder mystery. Like in episode one, you'll see there's kind a of. dead body on the surface. That's what I'm saying. Okay, is you'll think oh this is a murder mystery and then it's not like the show. That's not the point of the show. So if you're expecting a murder mystery, you'll be disappointed. I say that because I've had friends be like, I didn't get it. Like, nothing happened. And I was like, oh. I, I do think you didn't get it. Like, I'm, I'm sorry if this is one of my friends listening. That's, I just feel – because I am I think I'm probably a dick when I talk about this show. Because I'm like, listen, if you didn't get it, you just didn't get it. But like, it's, it's so really good, smart, so watch it again. So maybe you should be yeah. smarter about it. <laughs> it's just – it's so layered and it's not – it's not a murder mystery. It's not a theory show. Like, I see people on Reddit trying to be like, who do we think died? Like, let's pull apart the theories. And I'm like, the like the joke is on you. Like, I, okay, I will pause there because I do think after watching the first season and the second season right away, there are some hints, but it's not like you could actually tell. It's no. not like you would be, it's not like someone plotted a murder and you know who, you're like, no, oh, they're not leaving I'm trying to figure like, out, like, yeah, breadcrumbs. But the show maker, like, there are specific, like, icons within 
Almost like if you're reading a book and your English teacher is like, notice the thing. Oh, there's red. symbolism. Like I symbolism all crazy throughout. Crazy good symbolism. So you can it's sort so of, smart. you could sort of try to piece together and be like, oh, what are they doing here? Like, is this sure, an yeah. omen? Are they going to die? But yes. But it's not but like I a, mean, it's not a theory show and that you can't be like, well, in this I episode, this, this guy it. was acting sketchy. So like, he probably kills this other person. Right. Like, no, no, no. It's not that type of show. I we haven't should, really said what it is. I've just said what it isn't. Basically, we, like, it's a satire. It's really funny but it's like darkly funny it's not laugh out loud funny it's very like i said it's layered like the dialogue is very complex like they're saying more there's always subtext there's subtext to like literally everything that's said Mm -hmm. the satire is sometimes really obvious sometimes less obvious like it's fun for me to just watch yeah like it's like you said like just rich people being like I mean, you have the people... They're satirizing rich people, at least really especially in season one. And that's Mm -hmm. just like sort of funny to watch. But it's dark comedy. You get both the like different types of rich people that are able to afford these vacations, but then also the staff at the resort and like how they interact with one another. Well, so season one is very much, it's very much that. It's it's rich people and how they leave their, how they interact with people who are working for them and how they Mm -hmm. leave their mark on a culture that they are in theory learning from but they're not they're just like trampling all over it yeah and in season two it's all about like desire and sex and mm-hmm. it's it's a similar concept in that it's rich people at people this resort who are just gonna take but their they motivation is yeah. different so it, it ties together in that way but it's an entirely different plot and characters like i said right so okay one last thing i'll say is we the premise like jess said is like you the first episode you know you see a dead body you don't see anything about the dead body but you see someone has died you know someone has you died. know someone has died and you usually know like a little you get a scene so you like know someone's feelings about it but not really and then the rest is the rest of the season is going back in time to when everyone arrived at the resort yeah like and it just like jumps back like mm-hmm. seven days um so yeah it I had so many friends, I'm sorry, I'm cutting no, you off, but I had okay. so many friends say, like, but nothing happened, and that, like I said, I had, like, I have people that tell me, like, they didn't really get the show, and, like, I get what they're saying. If you're expecting it's it to be... It's not a very plot-heavy... No. Even, like, character development, heavy. like, there's there's not a lot going on if I was just, like, here's the plot, in terms of, like, mm-hmm. like I said, it's not a murder mystery... It's not a plot-heavy show. Oh, it's very much the themes, like the fact that they pick, like you said, the first one is sort of the theme of taking from a culture, not really learning from a culture. I mean, not even culture, but just like people interacting with who they are sort of. The social ladder. Ladder, sure. The people who are higher up on the social ladder and people who are lower for reasons of imperialism and like whatever. Anyway, and the second one is much more like, yeah, sexual desire, people taking what they want in that way. And the themes of each season yeah and how are, it like overlaps with power like you said and also the yeah and then how people interact in those scenarios and I, that's, that's really what that's it's about the whole show is just watching people be people. interact oh my god and i get why it sounds boring <laughs> i don't know if but you, like i just think it's so good if you're like a person who finds psychology at all is interesting, that what it is am i, I kinda, just like because i'm every time somebody speaks i'm thinking about like, why did they say that? Or right. why did they do that? It seems and like the, the same reason you so like Yellow Jacket. insanely good. Yeah, it, is it probably really good. is. I just, like, really like very complex characters mm-hmm. that are acted really well. Like, that to me is exciting. Like I said, how I, like, I just turn and say, like, this show is so good. Like, I just get thrilled by that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. the acting in season two especially. Well, no. 
definitely in oh, season one also, but yeah. I just watched season two, and I'm like still stuck on how freaking insanely good. I want to say all of them, but like Megan Faye is mm. just so freaking good in the show, and and they all are. Aubrey Plaza is incredible. Yeah, and Theo James great. I mean, Jennifer, Jennifer Coolidge, Coolidge is always exceptional. Yep, sure. But like, especially in this character, the new oh, the new. There's just so much nuance in the acting and in the writing, and I just think the to be able to deliver that so exceptionally is mm-hmm. oh, please. I could talk about this forever, and I probably shouldn't. All right, I gotta go to my number one then. Okay, especially oh my since gosh. Like, <gasps> I I have no idea. Yes, you do. Wait, did we already say it? I, Oh, oh, oh my God! It's bad sisters. It's bad sisters. You're number one. Yeah. I have like totally forgot that we like said that earlier, and I even said it another time, <laughs> yeah, like did. two for ago my, for my top three. I can't believe that's your number one. It is, and I'll tell you why. I really wouldn't have guessed that. Really? Yeah. Where, where would I mean? I guess you would have. Put no, it I like would have put it in your top ten. Oh. It's funny that. Oh jeez. It's I, I literally just forgot that it came that we said it now like three times, and I literally just totally forgot about it because I just am surprised that it's. I, Number one. Yeah, I would rewatch this. I think I said this when we talked about the actual show itself, but this is the kind of show that I, I mean, okay, to be fair, I know that I'm starting my sentence over and over again, but for a lot of these shows, if I were trying to get someone to watch it, I would watch it again with them in a heartbeat. I would watch this again. It's a, uh, yeah, but, I, I get so that. So I, like, the, it's not a sitcom, but it has more comedy. I feel like that's it's maybe. It's a dark comedy. It's a dark comedy. Um, like White Lotus, yeah, I loved and I would recommend it to people and I would tell people to watch and maybe I would watch it with them as well to get them to watch it. Um, but for some reason, there's something about the dark comedy of Bad Sisters that just makes it my favorite. Well, I think it them. also is very rewatchable because I think you would pick up on different things every time. Which is true, again, about White Lotus. But that's like, it's more emotional input that I have. Like, it's almost heavier, What things like White Lotus. Like you said, it's so layered. And again, so is Bad Sisters. But there's something lighter about it, even though it is a dark comedy. It's because it's Irish, let's be honest. I love the Irish. Let's just... <laughs> Do you want to say, like, in two sentences what the show's about? Yes. If you didn't listen... I mean, you could just go back and listen to our Bad Sisters yeah, episode. Whole, whole um, episode. Whole freaking episode. But there are sisters, the Garvey sisters. I believe five of them. Um, they live in Ireland, they really hate their brother-in-law. Uh, Grace is one of their sisters that has this really horrible husband. In the first episode, he is dead. And so it the is again... The first shot, I think he's dead. The first oh, shot. You know, another White Lotus similarity. We've got, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are a bunch of... So this is another show where you see the person, you go back and forth in timeline between... To be fair, this time you know who's dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know exactly who's dead. <laughs> but uh, but you go back and forth in time between, like, before how... So the guy's name is John Paul that's dead. But before John Paul has died and, like, the events leading up to the death and then also after. So the after portion is our sort of current time and that um, they're being investigated by these um, insur- life insurance agents. Yeah, um, so the life insurance doesn't want to pay out, and yeah. they're trying to figure out if something fishy was up with this guy's sudden death. Right, and so that's basically the... And and the sisters hate this guy, and so you get in the first scene sort of the idea that, like, oh, maybe one of these sisters did it. Yeah, it's not... A, I mean, that's, that's it's not a in the trailer. It's yeah. not a spoiler at all. Like, the point of the show... The premise of the show is there's these sisters that hate this guy one of their sister's husbands he ends up dead yeah and it will like seems like they probably did it Mm -hmm. and so then the whole show the whole season yeah yeah, trying to like show you if they did it how they did it which one of them did it yeah and for the same reason that i feel like we chose a lot of the other top shows in our lists the like cohesiveness of the 
theme, the music, the like the cinematography. It's just like everything. It just everything just, like, feels fits. really yes. It's perfect for the for the vibe of the show, for like the character feels of the show. Feels very intentional. It feels yeah. very well done. It was exciting when to pick up on certain things. Like I think we talked about the theme song and the oh, um, yeah. Goldberg oh my machine gosh. in the yeah. beginning. Just watch the show and then go back and listen to our podcast episode where we yes. talk about it in more detail because again, we could talk about this for yeah, a long so time. So I will say like, yeah, obviously I feel like my top three, my top five are sometimes interchangeable based on how I'm feeling. But right now, Bad Sisters, it's my number one. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I had it like lower on my list. I remember. Where did I put it? <laughs> like now six I'm or like, something. I know it was six, I think. Yeah. I, it didn't stick out to me when we talked about bad sisters much. we both were like this is a perfect show of television no you're right i think that's the, not a sentence <laughs> this is a perfect, perfect series a perfect series yeah it's it is in a lot of ways but i think it also was <sighs> missing something like what mm. <laughs> <laughs> missing anything evident it's just that no, but I I feel like your top three all have a kind of quality of more in I don't know if intense is the right word because it probably is. Bad it probably sisters is. is also intense in some ways. Bad but it's sisters lighter. was mostly like sort of like a feel good. It's, it's, it's not funny because it's like not it's a feel murder. good, but it's like it's sort of light. Like you're not which I I think that's, I could watch it without too much thought. Like mm. it's not. You can't really look away. It's I don't not think like it's a a show. suspenseful. It's su- it's very engaging, but mm-hmm. it's not like you're not trying to figure anything out. You're not. You you, think you are you are the trying smart to it out. thing about it is that it, you, they make you think that you like basically know. Essentially I liked what's when going I was happen. proven wrong. Yeah, yeah, I liked that they were like, okay, I see where it's going, and then I was wrong. Yeah, I liked that a lot about it, but it didn't leave me trying to figure it out, and I think that's fine. I don't need a show to. Well, I say that, but my top three were all sort of like you're sort of figuring something out, mm-hmm. or you're like. I, I love mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's who I am as a person. And it's it's sort of a mystery message, but it's also sort of not. Right, I which I say. think is why I I loved it so much, is that yeah. I, I liked being surprised. I could put it higher. I you think don't have to. I the thing is, like, <laughs> it's, it's just as good as, like, Hacks. And I had Hacks at fourth. Mm. And I'd have it all my In very fit. different ways. Yeah, I don't know, man. They're just different It's shows. hard, yeah. It but is I, hard to write stuff. I stand by all of the things we listed though i think all of these shows are good although i did not see some of the ones in your list did you see all of i the think ones i saw those? no i didn't see atlanta and i didn't see took and birdie lord of the rings and i didn't oh. see took and birdie okay and i didn't see okay all right <laughs> let's stop this now i think it's like i can tell when a show would be good and i should watch it that's how i, I feel about a lot of the ones on your list as yeah because well. yeah that's tough. You guys, life is hard when you have to watch TV shows. I have a TV growing list of TV shows. And every time I talk about a TV show, somebody's like, oh, well, what about this TV show? Like, I made Shut my top 10 face. list, and then everyone was like, well, what about Barry? And I was like, I still haven't seen Barry. Oh, Barry's great. I know. <laughs> I mean, I don't. But I, I haven't seen the latest season. It. That's why it's not on my list this year. Just okay. to, as a blanket statement, wow. I love Barry. Um, anyway, so that was our top 10 shows. I guess our top 20, but our, yeah, you know, our separated. top 10 lists. Of 2022. I'm excited to go into the new year. I hope there's more good television. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be. You know what I'm? we should talk about, though, is you told me that Bad Sisters is getting a season two. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll I don't see. know what they're going to do with it yet, but I do love the Garvey sisters. Would watch them in anything. Sharon Horgan's amazing. Honestly, <laughs> She's she should. Actually, she does. She has a deal with Apple TV. I was going to say yeah. she should make more stuff, but I think she will be making more stuff. That is exciting. Did you have any notable honorable mentions before we wrap? I'm going to start. I yeah, said Made for, for Love it. earlier. I really, I was really not sure if I should put Made for Love at 10 or Minx at 10. We already talked about that. 
Uh, Ghosts was on my honorable mention. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one either. And Ghosts is hilarious. I have reviewed this before. It's it's on CBS, so it's like hard to watch. Like I watch it on Paramount Plus, but mm. like I don't know why I have Paramount Plus. I think Matt has it. Mm. Anyways, it's a really funny show. It's like surprisingly funny, but it's not. Isn't it amazing? Like, I think it's funny, and if you're looking for a comedy, it's worth checking out. I wouldn't say it's – I don't know. It, it really – it wasn't in my top ten for a reason. I'm, I'll just say that. But it's very good, and I think honorable mention worthy. Blackbird was my last honorable mention. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You didn't see Blackbird, did no, you? No, but I remember you liking yeah, it. Yeah, Blackbird is on Apple TV. It's true crime. It's fully on my list because the acting is insane. The mm. two leads, it's um, Taryn Edgerton and – Paul Hauser. Okay. Um, I have a feeling I messed up the second guy's name. I think that's right, though. Anyways, their performances are absolutely Emmy-worthy. Like, mm. if they're not nominated, I will revolt. I will write a letter. <laughs> they kill those roles. And that show, I mean, the show's really good, but, like, very amazing acting performances that I think make the whole show just really t- very high quality. Um, my honorable mentions are mostly jokes. When I wrote them down, I was just trying jokes. to remember... I mean, like, I wrote down, Ma- I mean, Maggie. I guess it's not a joke. <laughs> like, I wrote down Maggie. Like, it's a joke, but it's not. We just really love Maggie. We just really love Maggie. And we're sad that it's over. But, like, it's definitely not my top Okay. <laughs> really, like, really good feel-good TV. Yeah. Um, I also wrote down uh, Next Level Chef. That was definitely a joke. Okay. That was absolutely a joke. Um, it's because we were watching another shitty chef show last yeah. night. And I kept saying this is basically Next Level Chef. And Next Level Chef is terrible. This one is not a joke, but it's it was never really – I don't know if it's an honorable mention – a League of Their Own, I think, deserves oh. to be mentioned. I I didn't I rem- like when I reviewed it, my qualm was a little bit with the tightness of the show. I guess if that makes any sense, like I would have no, I would have just like done the storytelling a little differently. I would have they did not focus that much on baseball, which I was like, please, we can't <laughs> talk about this again. <laughs> I wanted like, a go back and of- listen to like the September roundup if you want to hear this argument. <laughs> I love feel good like underdog sports movies people like rallying together it was less of that than I was expecting and I think yeah. I was a little bummed about that but I do think it is a somewhat groundbreaking show I feel like just watch a like of their Invincible own. or something if you want yeah that. I guess I guess A League of Their Own is beloved by so many women specifically gay women and like the fact that this show has started putting more stories like that together and in this like already beloved sort of shell of a yeah. thing was important did and they so, renew it I don't know. Or is it a miniseries? Mm-mm. No, I think it's, there's room for a second season. They canceled a lot of LGBT, specifically like lesbian shows. They did. Like a lot. They were like, here's your one shot. Okay, bye. They canceled First Kill. They canceled okay, well, Kill Paper Girls. They canceled bad. Warrior Nun. They canceled, I feel like there's more. I feel like yeah, any I show, like Netflix, like more. any show that Netflix had that yeah. had lesbians in it. They're like, goodbye. Mm-hmm. This was your taste. Okay, see ya. Um, but anyway, I do, that was that was an honorable mention. But even though it wasn't, I don't think I, I think I made it like a B something. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, anyway, and then you had to fight with people about that I rating. Fought with people. But I get it. I'm not, like, it was not, if I felt more in common with some of the characters, I feel like I would, it is an important show. And I feel like it's important to a lot of people. And so I want to be respectful of that because I can tell that if I had a different life experience, I would be like, this show rocks. You know, I don't know. In the same way, you're like Yellow Jackets. I want people to like hear more about like I think the teenage. But girl I think Yellow Jackets is so good. No, that's what I'm saying. I feel like 
I am also a girl. I was once a teenage girl. I feel like people who weren't teenage girls might look at Yellow Jackets and be like, oh, I like the plane crash aspect actually, of it. I actually, yeah. I might have, not appreciate it. I have a couple of friends that watched it, so I don't really know mm-hmm. what the what the vibe is in other people's minds. But I could yeah. be wrong. I could be off base. Anyway, that was my only, and the other ones were Maggie and uh, Next Level Chef, which were not real. Nice. Great jokes. Yeah. All right. I think we're good. I think we're, we're done. We did it. Uh, watch these shows if you haven't yet. Happy almost Let New us year. know if you watch them. Mm-hmm. And happy holidays. Happy holidays, y'all. Happy holidays. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take Podcast is produced by Jess Fall and me, Jennifer Collins.